right. On this episode of the AIE podcast, we have a new Guildy of the Month. Nomads in Minecraft. Black, Fou- Black Rock Foundry is opening soon. Guild Wars 2 has news! What? I know. And Dux is here to talk to us about AIE and Lord of the Rings Online. All that and more coming up now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from Planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. Welcome to episode 223 of the podcast celebrating the wonderful Aaliyah Ayakta Est gaming community. This is Makala. With me, as always, is Aludra. Hey, AIE, I think you're awesome. And right over there, we have Ted Sammy. Ow, I think I hurt my spreadsheet. Ooh. Yes. This week, we're joined by our very special guest, Ducks, who is here to talk to us about AIE and Lord of the Rings Online. Welcome. Thank you. So, guys, um, what's everyone woman up to in game this week? Eludra, why don't you go ahead and tell us what's going on? Well, I'm in game. Yeah, yes. I had to take like a, a very small break in between raid nights, and it was really difficult. But I wasn't playing, and then I had to run back in and catch up. But I upgraded my pants to like tier three of crafting. And so now I've got, like, super pants, and that's awesome. And I found out I'm the only mage in our raid team stubbornly holding on to fire spec because, no, I'm not going arcane. No. No. Um, Other than that, I've been wicked sick. Like, wow, hey, have a fever, Aludra, because you don't need to be healthy right now. No, 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 exactly, exactly. And so, yeah, it's been an adventure for me. I've been laying in bed, eating some chocolate. Ooh, bonbons? Leveling my pants. No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, leveling my pants. You heard me. I heard it, too. Kind of regretting the word choice, but there we go. <laughs> it's impressive, whatever you're doing. Yeah. We all, need, we all need leveled pants. Yes, we do all need leveled pants, because leveled pants are happy pants, and everybody needs happy pants. <laughs> And we won't go to about what our uh, Red Knight attire is. Anything else that you've been doing, Aludra? Um, not really. I found out there's an upper limit in Borderlands 2, uh, or Borderlands, the pre-sequel keys. It's 255. The game keeps just giving me 50 keys at a time every time I log in. Mm. So 255 golden keys is the limit in Borderlands, the pre-sequel, just so you all know. Good to know. I know you have the battle, right? Go, Joe. Hey, Ted, what have you been up to in-game? Not a whole lot. Just mainly raiding and still recovering. Uh, I did somehow manage to get a third tune to 100. So I I have my warrior, I have my DK, and I have my hunter now at 100. And I'm... I've uh, been helping uh, Vakella and McCullough with their tunes as well. So just puttering around game. Yeah, someone decided to uh, clean up my garrison and opened up fishing. Here's the deal with McCullough. She never fishes. 
I now have a 115 in fishing because someone opened the dang shack and started up. Thanks. You okay there, MK? Did you, did you lose something? No, did you not hear me? No, no, I'm just saying because you lost focus midway through your sentence. So I was like, are you no, okay? No, I was, <laughs> I was just commenting about my husband putting up fishing for me, which I don't do. Yeah, I fish. I don't. Stupid fishing. No. Nope. Apparently to be an alchemist nowadays, you need to fish. Oh, there is that, yeah. A lot. Oh, so, McCullough, what have you been up to? Uh, we banged our head against Tectus multiple times this last week. That was a blast. Um, See how enthused we all were about that? We're all on the really, same race. So, so she says that, and there's fun. dead silence, you know, because, like, we all hate that boss now. So much. But, but I will say, with every time we wipe, which is we're now up to 20, I am understanding the fight more and more, and the personal accomplishment is I only die when they say wipe it, wipe the raid. So that I'm happy about. I'm not like, you know, the first one to die. And that's always good. Yeah, or- yeah. That's always that's always a huge milestone, I think, in every WoW player's career, <laughs> living through the wipes. Right. Um, besides that, not much in WoW, but um, in other gaming stuff, in our D&D group... We finished basically book one of the story. So we're done with like the first part of the campaign. We won. So, and the super scary big bad of that part of the campaign is now dead. So that's a great thing. So that's about, that's about what's going on with me. So Ducks, what have you been doing in Lotra or any other game? Well, mainly been playing Lord of the Rings Online. Still working on a lot of the level 100 stuff, and then a little bit of Diablo, and then my buddy Ben uh, Apolos, he got me mm-hmm. back into Star Wars. So oh, nice. Ooh, all the games, huh? It's nice. You know, I've been away for, I think, over a year and a half. So it was kind of cool to come back, and, and, you know, things are still there. And the great thing about the Star Wars Guild here, our, our Star Wars group, is there's always something, even though it's a little smaller than, like, say, Wow. There's always, you know, mandatory fun nights and raid groups on both sides. So that that is great. There's a lot of really good people there. There really are. So so shall we um, go on to uh, general news? Yes. Let us move on to the news. Yes. All right. We'll be digging into Lord of the Rings Online shortly, but let's cover this week's news. A.I.E. News. All right, so Guildy of the Month, Avershet, a.k.a. Arv, from Swotor. The game we were just talking about, Tets, please stop doing that, is continually in the lead, maintained, and recently expanded the operations team he's been hosting for a year now. And he regularly helps any and all guildies with crafting missions, general quests, and etc. Anything he can think to help you with, he's there helping you. With the recent expansion, he's done a bunch over the past couple of weeks to help people get geared up and ready for the new operations. He hangs out in Mumble most nights, ready to say hi, answer questions, lend a hand. So let's all take a moment to congratulate Arv for all that he does in AIE. And just remember, if you want to nominate a Guildie of the Month, the email address is gotm at aie.org. 
My co-hosts are very mean people as they keep clicking around the document just so their names block words I'm trying to read. (laughs) And words are hard. Yeah, you guys are just so great. (laughs) So, the AIE fun drive is still ongoing. Right now, we are at 50% of our goal. Your donations help us fund Umami, the meetup site, Mumble, and the, the new project, the, the new infrastructure we have implemented over the summer still needs funding. So you can donate to, on the meetup.com site. And also, if you want to plan an AIE event, meetup is the perfect place to do so. Finally, the nomads are roaming aren't actually roaming. Whoa, that tripped me up. The nomads aren't roaming anywhere new in February. Mostly because... They're distracted. Yeah, they're having too much fun in Minecraft. Well, I can understand that. I'm building a big pink castle in Minecraft. It's it's really small. Yeah. Lautwook may or may not have bought some Minecraft hosting with the goal of running a TechIt server. If you're interested, hit him up in the Imperium Ludi section of the forums because we have forums and they're where you go. Yay! BlackRock Foundry opens February 4th in World of Warcraft with normal and heroic difficulties available. Plus, at the same time, the world boss, Rukumar, becomes available in Spires of Iraq. As if that zone needed more stuff in it. Yeah. On February 10th, Mythic difficulty becomes available. Raid Finder opens for Wing 1 on the 17th of February and Wing 2 on the 24th. There is a forum post all about it. Forums! Do you want forums? Use them. Speaking of which, do you want a raid? Plenty of new and old raid teams are recruiting. And the benefits of being part of such a large guild is that there are raids every every day of the week at a wide number of times. Hit up the team recruitment section of the AIE Azeroth forums. The mistress of RP herself has posted a World of Warcraft parody song sung to the tune of popular of the popular Let It Go song. So if you're tired of your kids singing the overplayed song from Frozen, take a look at the forums and get new lyrics stuck in your head. And I apologize, I really should have said Iron Tribe, the mistress of RP. Pardon my bad writing. <laughs> hey, and a second ago we mentioned that meetup site. Well, guess what? Um, we have a good size... Uh, Star Wars um, contingent in the Minneapolis area. That looks like the gang is uh, looking for a February 3rd meetup they've been talking about on the forums. So if you're in the area, throw on your favorite classic Star Wars tea and enjoy the fun. Also, still ongoing on Sword Tour, they still have that Tuesday mandatory fun night. And this week, they are running the Republic side. And our aforementioned Guildy of the Month, he is looking for DPS for an Ampside 16-man ops team, Sith with Unlimited Power, and gosh, don't I love that name. They run Wednesdays at 8.30 to 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Yeah, That is a cool name, I will say. It really is. All right, so, dun-dun-dun. Guild Wars 2 is currently 75% off, and on top of that, ArenaNet announced at PAX that a new expansion is on the way, Heart of the Thorns. There isn't a release date yet, but right now we know that there's a new profession specialization that's open up to the new weapons type. Yeah, I said that right. A new profession <laughs> called the Revenant, a new zone, Heart of Maguma, hang gliding, because, heck 
Yeah. Guild versus guild, new legendary items, and guild halls. Not only a meeting place, but where you can also open up a new raid. And thanks to Velenos on the forums for posting all this information in a place that, you know, we're not having to dig around on their site. Awesome. Yep. Also in Final Fantasy, www.world-alerts.com has a tool that will scan when the servers are allowing new characters to be created. And when it is, it will send you an email. It's a neat little tool if you're looking on getting on Gilgamesh to hang with AIE. And with all that great news, let's go back to Ducks and find out exactly what is going on in AIE in Lord of the Rings Online. Yeah, because we had to avoid talking about it. Well, I, I guess the first thing I'll lead off with is there was recently a charity done. Uh, the company itself is Turbine. They make the Lord of the Rings. They make Dungeons & Dragons Online. Asheron's Call, I think. Um, not sure what else. But they did a charity. Uh, one of the one of the community leaders there, he paired with the Children's Miracle Network in Boston, and they raised $60,000. Wow. Anyone donated got uh, if you you know if you donate five dollars you get a certain amount of stuff in game and if i think wow. it goes up to 25 i know there were a couple people in aie that actually did donate like myself and so we're going to be getting our prizes i think our early february february 2nd so it's two in-game pets a bunch of cosmetic gear a bunch of horses a couple of titles so look forward to that you know if you're listening to this it's coming out soon the actual event, I think, ended January, uh, December 31st. What a That's wonderful fundraiser. It was pretty yeah. neat. Um, you know, they've done this a couple times over the years, and one of them happened so long ago, I couldn't remember where I got the gear from. And it just keeps appearing every time I create a new character. Mm-hmm. And then I, I happened to cross the Twitter feed for Rick Heaton, who is a sapiens you know, for Turbine themselves. There you go. Uh, otherwise, we've had two major updates since we last talked. Update 15 and then update 15.1. Oh. I know. The, the point one's kind Lutro. of the scary part. The Lutro, yeah. though, it is nice because they are really great about very regular updates. The re-updating is what I just yes. mentally named it. Ooh. Go for it. I'm yes, okay I did. That. Yeah. So it's 15, done. we got a new class. They're called the Bjorning. Uh, mm-hmm. If you saw a Hobbit movie, you meet Bjorn, or if you read The Hobbit itself. He's a skin changer. And basically, in this, you have a new class. They start in a new area called the Vale of the Anduin, which is the river up north. And they can either – they're basically a support class, DPS, and then kind of a tank. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. still haven't seen the tank side of it yet. I've seen a couple that are level 100 already that have done really well in instances mm-hmm. as healers and as DPS. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> they can transform into a bear. The bear itself will match the person that they are normally when they're walking around. So they have a series of tattoos or facial markings that then translates to the bear's skin and coat. Um, Ooh. Also, like druids, but better because that stuff translates. Well, you get your druid, you get your tree form, you get your you get your panther, or or, gosh, don't they also have like a sea lion? I think. Yeah, it's yeah. Otter, something. I don't remember. It's a, it's it's a sea lion because it's got a goofy face, and I don't like the goofy face, so I always oh. glyph it to orca. Be nice. I don't have to be nice. Okay. It's just comedy. <laughs> anyway. It's all good. Yeah. 
So they also added an epic battle, which is the city of Pelagir. Cool. And for that, it's you know started out as solo duo, and now they've finally gone in with update 15.1 into a six-person instance. And that one is one of the ways to really get tokens for new raid gear, for just new items in general, including things like cosmetic pets back in Dolan Roth, whatever. We did that, I think, the last time we were here when I was here with uh, Apolis. Mm-hmm. Uh, they added a new region, which is Central Gondor, three subzones. The subzones themselves, we have like four new reputation grinds, which is just as painful as they always are. But the other rep rep grinds doesn't matter the game; they're painful. Yeah, it, you know, no matter what game you go to, there they are. Uh, it continued. We continued the epic story, and then lots of fixes, you know, tweaks and stuff like that. And really, they they kind of put the Bjorning class out there as a here it is. We ran it through alpha. We ran it through beta on the dev server. What do you think? And then 15.1, the list of updates was huge. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So people thought quite a bit about it. Quite <laughs> a bit, yeah. now. The forums are always a scary place. Always. Any forums uh, for an official game are. Yeah. Uh, you know, 15.1 came out just a few weeks ago, I believe maybe a month or so ago. And that is... Essence changes. They mm-hmm. caught a couple. They caught folks that were basically taking one of the best essences you can get, an essence being in the Star Wars uh, uh, Swoter sense, where you can take a component, add it to a slot on your gear, and upgrade the power of that gear. Mm-hmm. You, you have mm-hmm. a certain amount of essence slots that you can fit these things to. They noticed that people were taking the best essence and just loading it up in all of their gear into each slot instead of a slot, say, it's designated for. Oh, well, I see. Gaming the system there. Where are we? Total, yeah. total min-max. You yeah. Know, just min-max from the classic sense. So what they did is they made it so now you can only have that one essence in one piece of gear, and it is now it's just one character. Mm-hmm. So once you get that really good one, yeah, you're, you're done. You're not going to put it in every piece. You're not going to put it on every piece. You're not going to put it in every slot. Uh, lots of Bjorning tweaks, lots of just instance tweaks. And really, they, the biggest news lately has been the roadmap. Mm-hmm. The, the roadmap is we have a new uh, community producer named Athena. can't remember the lady's last name. She has now stepped up and basically wrote a January letter to the community saying, here's our plans for the first half of the year for 2015, and just posted it out there. So, the, oh, wow. you know, one of the ones a lot of people are concerned about is the legendary items. Legendary mm-hmm. items are, are something that basically they started around right before you get into Moria. So around the, the 50s. And you can take that item and as you level up your character, the item itself levels up. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, great. Okay. Well, it's become a huge, huge thing because now we're level 100. So you could have 60, 70 levels or more if you want on your item on your primary weapon and then usually a secondary item also. It's gotten to be really big, kind of complicated. I think it's gotten a little cumbersome and that's why they're looking to redo it. So well, the yeah, because it, because it sounds like, you know, the proper way to gear is, okay, at level 50 you go here and you grind out that weapon and then you keep it with you. <laughs> you oh, if you can get what they call a second age item. So, you know, Lord of the Rings has got first age, second mm-hmm. age, third age. And the end of the third age is where you see the Lord of the Rings movies themselves. And then the fourth age is barely covered by anything Tolkien ever wrote. And okay. it's basically done. Over. Like the, kind of like the 
is in the Cimmerillion or where the Cimmerillion is, is basically a is bridge prior, of the it? first and second age. Oh, yeah. yeah. So in the Silmarillion, you actually have things like Akalabeth, which is the fall of Numenor. Mm-hmm. You have first age stuff. It, it's all of Tolkien's notes that he kind of put together. And Christopher Tolkien, his son, kind of came along and went, oh boy, put he everything together. a lot together, of stuff. Tried to make it look, you know, kind of um, organized and then published it. it. It's a ton of stuff. You know, it's a lot of really short stories, but some of them go pretty deep because sometimes the names will change. You know, mm-hmm. for characters that are already established. Because Tolkien, while he was writing, was trying different name combinations and trying to figure out, do I really like this name versus this name? Well, so much he was creating his own language, his own nomenclature. Yes. All of yeah. that. So, yeah, that's how I understand Yeah, like, and he wanted to reference – yeah. And he wanted to reference his own history, and that stuff's mm-hmm. really hard. I mean, we're talking thousands of years of history. Of course he has notes that are crazy. And he kept going back and tweaking things. So, you know, that's where the, the reading the Silmarillion is to some folks kind of like reading the Bible. You right. know, it, mm-hmm. it, it's yeah, very, so. it can be convoluted because it is little pieces that were assembled together. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to make a big picture, but halfway through you're trying, you're going, do I like this picture? Right. <laughs> or, really hey, I'm going to go over here Mariner. now. Yeah. Yeah. Where did I rename him? Let's see. Press Control F in Word. Find. Okay, find and replace. Yeah, too uh, bad Arendelle if paper for, doesn't work like that. Yeah. No. So, you know, the legendary items, back to legendary items, they're going to try and imbue them. And this new thing, they're just calling it imbuing. They're not saying a whole lot about any details. It's just you're going to be able to imbue your item. How this will affect it, you can take it beyond... It's current level. You can make it more powerful. So they're really playing it close to the chest. They haven't said much, but it was really the small piece of the roadmap. The, the, the best stuff is new instance cluster. Yay. It's going to be in the city of Osgiliath, which is located between Gondor, Mordor, or mm-hmm. Minas Tirith and Mordor. So we'll have a new instance cluster. We're going to have instances for level 100, so folks are not basically standing around looking at each other going, you want to go run Tarlong's Crown again? Uh, which is a local area, and it's me. Uh, and then they're going to put in a new thing they're kind of playing with called roving threats. Mm-hmm. Roving threats are AI-controlled warbands of enemies. Um, very similar to what they've had in the past with Rohan, but much more powerful, so like raid level. Almost oh, wow. like in Warcraft, where you would just have a roaming world boss, you know, the old world okay. bosses I remember from vanilla, you get enough people kind of all standing around going, you want to do this? Okay, let's do this. Right. And then you go for it. And you can get really high-level treasure and loot out of it. So the instances themselves they're going to put in Dalskiliath, those are projected to be variable level. So you can go into there from whatever level range you are, and you can queue for it and go. And it's adjusting for your level range. Oh, good. Nice. You can queue for it. It's not completely random, so you're not going to get one-shotted. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, who invited the level 20? Um, Uh-oh. There goes the party. Uh-oh. Game over. Um, they call quality of life improvements are coming, which is going to be, they've had some bugs that just have always stuck around. People just kind of go, eh, whatever. Right. Um, they're doing some bug hunting. Um, 
the whole server merge idea has been tossed around or more powerful ser- more powerful servers. I don't know if they're really going for the sense of like what CCP Games does with EVE, where they have one monolithic server, high-speed interconnects between them, mm-hmm. or if they're going to go with like what Warcraft has done, Blizzard does, where they have, you know, server blade, server blade, server blade, server blade. This is the kind of stuff I deal with down at work, so it's always curious for me in the back end. So, yeah. Uh, and then episode episodic content. Mm-hmm. So you've got your epic storyline, which has been going since level one. And they're already into like volume four books, something or other now. They're going to be bringing in not so much that big picture, you know, level one through 100 quest line, but a quest line that just affects you in this small region. And so kind of bringing quests together and chaining them together to make them into one coherent progression instead of it just being talk to this person, do this for them. Then they kind of look at you and go, huh? hey, you want to go get more? You want to yeah. go kill 10 rats? Giving it some kind of continuation and That's then letting it go from there. That's great, though. I mean, I love that. They, they seem really involved with their player base. And games that are really involved with their player bases just are so much more fun, you know? Certainly. Now, with the episodic content, does it vary per class, race, anything like that? Or do we know yet? They haven't said a single thing. Okay, so it's an coming soon, TM. How are they going to yeah. do that? Got it. Mostly, all of this stuff that I've mentioned under the roadmap is really, they're saying by, Jan- by June. Okay. They should have it either in-game or they should have it near in-game. Oh, well, that's okay. cool. That's cool. You get to watch it evolve. Who knows? You know, we're, we're, we'll see what pops up on Bull Roar, which is the PTR realm for Lord of the Rings, whatever they can figure out. Mm-hmm. And one of the big ones that folks have actually been waiting for, and Lord of the Rings has been around now for seven years, is a new PvP area, mm-hmm. or what we call it PvMP, because you can't really be a bad guy. In that mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys are all the good guys' armies together. I mean, you can't just, uh, you know, you're not going to be an orc. Bring guy. back, yeah, you can't bring back old prejudices. We're fighting Correction. for the greater good. Correction. You can. Uh, you, you have to you have to switch from the regular mainline game itself mm-hmm. to monster play. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm saying like the players without being a monster. I mean, yeah. like they're not gonna let elves and dwarves duke it out against each other in, in a battleground. Yeah, that'd get kind of ugly. Yeah, it would. Yeah, because everybody'd be picking on the hobbits. Um, <laughs> let's let's leave little ones alone, shall we? Hey, hobbits <laughs> are so lazy they won't even date each other without a freaking adventurer coming in and sending love letters to and from each other. And yeah, so I can see why they'd get pick on because yes, wasn't there like two hours of love letters just for her to go? Okay, well if he loves me, he'll dump his dog and him to go. Yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> no, he doesn't. No, it didn't work out that way. Yeah, right outside. Yeah. That's that's right outside of uh, Staddle near Bree. Yes, right it on is. the edge of the Midwater Marshes, and you're running love letters back and forth for this Hobbit and, and this poor guy with this sick dog, and it goes nowhere. Yeah, it does you go nowhere. Out of it. She's mean. She's I got like, a okay. cape out of that. You know, you get a cape out of it. It's like level eleven or twelve, something like that. You know, it's yeah, like she was all ditch your dog and I'll be your girlfriend. And I don't blame him for going. Uh, no, someone has <laughs> issues. Clearly, clearly. 
Hey, Jax, uh, <laughs> remind me, um, is this a pay-to-play, free-to-play, subscription-based? What's the um, setup with Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Rings is free-to-play. Um, probably three, four years ago it's been. Mm-hmm. They, they went free-to-play model. There's a system whereby you can get turbine points. Mm-hmm. And the turbine points, you can buy them whatever, and then spend them to unlock zones, unlock buffs for your characters, additional character slots, standard stuff. Then from there, you know, I'm not always very up on what's going on with the free-to-play model because I missed it. So. Got it. Okay. That's what Van usually talks about. Now, what happens is uh, there's... um, there's starter packs you can buy. I, I'm looking at Steam because right. why not? Um, there's starter packs you can buy, like the Steely Dawn starter pack, and there's a lot of DLC. The base game is free, mm-hmm. but sometimes there are a couple of things behind paywalls. Now, some it's, quests can reward turbine points, but you can mostly just buy them yourself and, mm-hmm. like, you know, here's your turbine wallet, yay, and do that sort of thing. And then unlock more features, but they're not as intrusive as they could be. They they are there, you are aware, but it's it's not like it could be. Yeah, turbine points can be gained in game. You can you can purchase them with real money if you want to, but you can actually get them in game through increments of five and ten typically by doing deeds. Mm-hmm. And the deeds are you know you delivered pies in the shire or you collected all of the spoiled pies in the shire. So Holly. Love. Uh, Goodwin doesn't get a bad reputation. Uh, you can deliver mail for the postmasters, and so you can be the you know so and so of the quick post. Um, you know, avoid the nosy hobbits, avoid the hungry hobbits. Yeah, they're all over the place. Uh, yes, yeah, the hobbits. Hobbits. You know, so by getting these these turbine points, you're getting them in very small increments, but usually you don't need them too much. You know, there are areas that in order to get in there, you really do have to. You're going to want to spend those points. You're going to want to buy a pack itself when they go on sale, like in a Steam sale, mm-hmm. or things like the North Downs or Troll Shaws. Skip the Troll Shaws if you can. Skip the Troll Shaws. Um, personal experience. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys, you heard it here first. Troll Shaws not making for the happy pants. Got no, it. It, was not, it was not a fun area. I remember that. Troll Shaws was just painful and i went through it so many years ago it was just kind of like you know i think i've done that he's I'm traumatized you guys he's traumatized it's been years and he still knows it's we don't go good. there yes he's blocked out the experience my <laughs> captain sits in his house and just kind of sits there and shivers when he thinks about it <laughs> great ptsd for your character mm-hmm. got it yeah exactly so, you know, the, the last thing on the roadmap that is probably one of the biggest for a lot of the fans is the new PvP zone. We've had the Etnmores in for quite a few years, and that is where you go do monster play. Mm-hmm. You know, you log in on your monster, which for AIE, we are uh, IE babies, and we are a rank 9 uh, tribe uh, led by a... Uh, defiler healer named Murkrot, and then we've got uh, Lotwooks in there, I know for sure, and I think I got Ben in there and a couple other folks. So we have our own tribe, and you log in on your monster and you go play. So they're adding a so new the one. monster, not AIE, but the monster tribe is I eat babies. Yes, because I was just confused there for a minute, going, why would we want to be that? The monster tribe. <laughs> but monster oh, tribe, I eat babies. That's yes. a good name for a monster tribe, and a tip to the hat of AIE. 
I remember that name from AIE's history, and I thought, you know what? Well, how more appropriate could that be? That's a great and it idea. won't get banned and changed in this game, apparently. No, and it never has. <laughs> that is so great because, yeah, I would fear a monster tribe called I Eat Babies. I eat babies. I mean, they're very direct. You know what they're all about. Yes, it's kind of a statement. It's really a statement. And we do spend a lot of time when we're playing in our monsters. We spent a lot of time in the Hobbit village of Horwell. um, It's a mission statement is what it is. It's a mission statement for the monster. Please tell me we don't eat the Hobbit babies. You don't really see any Hobbit babies. Okay, good. But there's lots of Hobbit farmers, Hobbit villagers, Hobbit guards, Hobbit... Everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're all open targets. It's all good. It makes sense. Hey, if they're going to be there, they better know what they've what they've signed up for. Mm-hmm. To be eaten. Yeah, and I have one question as a as a follow up or, or a continuation is, where are we in the storyline? The epic storyline itself, we okay. So recently we checked in with Frodo and Sam as they were making their way through the Dead Marshes. They are heading now out of the Dead Marshes and toward the Black Gate. Did you warn them about their traveling companion? I was actually playing as Sam. Okay, so you know all about that scary Gollum guy. (laughs) He seemed like a stand-up guy. No, not to Sam. <laughs> it was it was pretty cool. It, they had that session play stuff, so you get to step right in there and you're playing in the dead marshes, and it was just like, oh man, I'm in the freaking dead marshes. So if somebody, like, if this somebody is nice. Were, yeah, if somebody were to join now, could they play through everything, or could they only like do the most recent stuff? Oh like, god, if they sign up now, they, they, well, they start at the beginning and they got to work their way through. That's cool. That's, that's always the one point. of the most daunting things, but it's also one of the, the you know the good things because no matter what, you come in, you're gonna go through it. But mm-hmm. they also gotta go through it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's you're like looking at levels. the level cap going, geez. Yeah. That's a lot of level cap. Uh otherwise, uh we also, besides, you know, hanging out with Frodo and Sam in the Dead Marshes, uh let's see. Uh the Corsairs of Umbar we're off the coast of Dol Emroth, which is a coastal city at the mouth of the Anduin. And they were basically getting ready. Uh, Argon's already passed through the, the Realm of the Dead. Mm-hmm. And he has enlisted the help of the dead themselves. And now we're seeing the Corsairs of Umbar because now we're in central Gondor. Central Gondor is actually a little bit south of Minas Tirith itself, downriver. So the Corsairs, if you remember in the movies, there's a scene where Argon, Legally, Gimelos, they get on the boats. You know, they capture those pirate ships. Mm-hmm. They take those ships actually up river. And we're at the point now, we're in that area. So now the coastlines themselves are covered with Corsairs, which are basically a pirate model. The Corsairs are a group of people that live further south in the city of Umbar, which used to be a Gondorian, Numenorian port city. So they're all relatives of the folks in Gondor, but they've basically fallen under the sway of Sauron. So they're um, humanoid or humans? Yep. Yep. Okay. It's typical pirates, you know, very, right. very much pirate type. 
And so you've got pirate ships out in the water, and in some of the quests, you fight on board the pirate ships themselves. You take out the captains, you try and you light the ship on fire, you go, you, you swim to the next ship, you do it there. Um, and as you, they're basically working their way up the coastline. Argon, Gimli, Legolas have already gone on ahead of you, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- there's these two elements to it that itself. And so you've got Frodo and Sam, and then you've got the rest. Uh, we are kind of hanging around in the central Gondor area. The point of the whole uh, epic battle for Pelagir, the, the big city of Pelagir, is we sneak into the city, open up the gates so that Argon can come in, along with the great, who was it? It's Argon, the great company, Legolas, Gimli, and the armies of the dead. Through the course of the epic battle itself, they actually come into the city and they capture the city for the forces. And then there you go. You got ships now. Yay, ships! It helps. It's better it than does, yeah. And speaking of <clears throat> ships, we do have, if I remember correctly, we do have a guild house and we have um, player housing as well in the game, correct? Sure do. The guildhouse itself has got some decorations ranging from basic crafted stuff that folks have donated to some items that were gained through work in Rohan, you know, either crafting stuff in Rohan or from turning in quests and getting rewards like that. Like that, we have a big chair in the main part of our house. We also have a big geode from Moria. And then just, it's nice because folks have crafted stuff and they just donate it. Right. And then uh, for the personal housing, if I remember correctly, can't you display like uh, boss trophies and other things, quest trophies? Sure can. Uh, The game itself, there's basic stuff that you can craft for decorations, but then you also have items that can drop from beating a boss. So there's like armor sets that the, you know, Remnareg, I think, is the way they say the name. His armor set is, you know, on a stand. There's also a crow from this one boss in Karn Doom. Um, gosh, my my favorite actually is the sword of Tharlatch, the Balrog from the Rift of Nurgarshu. It's a gigantic Whoa. sword that sits in the front yard, and I've been trying to get. You know, I have I I had it for my old I had it for an old guild, so now I'm trying to get it for this one because I lost it. So basically, uh, it's get off my lawn for Lord of the Rings. Gigantic sword, yeah. Nice. <laughs> I have a I have a skull of the dragon. Uh, I think it's Thorog. Skull of the, the skull of the undead dragon from Heligrod's instance. Uh, have that mounted on a little thing. But uh, my favorite piece right now is this gigantic fountain. We have this huge swan fountain from Lothlorien, and that's sitting in the front yard. Then we have a stage off to the side, which is where our our uh, guild musicians like to play. The mm. guild musicians being Max, uh, Pell, Max and Pell from Star Wars, Apples mm. from Star Wars, and then oh gosh, Lotwook from the Nomads. And I'm pretty sure I'm forgetting somebody else. They usually are. They're playing a couple tunes. They use that stage there. Great. <clears throat> Very cool. And for anyone that thinks, oh, the the character just gets up and plays a preset uh, thing of music, the uh, interface you can actually um, upload and. and program in which notes on the instruments you're going to play and so it is truly making music in the game it's not just a preset hit a key and you're 
character starts playing a song, it's you've got to play the song. Yeah, you switch into music mode itself, and then at that point, then you can load these files that are called ABC files. And one of the easier things to do is use a like a plug-in uh, music manager. It makes it a lot easier to handle the files themselves. Then you sync up with the other people that are playing that same file together. And it sounds really, it's nice. Uh, a couple of the folks from the, the, the play music in, in our, in Est were uh, courted by a big guild called the Lonely Mountain Band. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's and cool. <laughs> it was, it was pretty neat. You know, Lonely Mountain Band showed up one time while they were playing in Bree on the main stage in Bree. And they said, you know, if you guys want to play, just let us know. We'll oh, that's cool. Play with us. Very cool. Very cool. All right, so any more uh, Lord of the Rings news we want to talk about? That's pr- that's pretty much all the major updates since last time I was here. So the game just awesome. keeps going. Great. Well, I think it's about it for our show tonight. Why the uh, chat room starts beginning titles. Ducks, thank you so much for joining us. Lord of the Rings is such a cool, expansive game. It's great to hear everything that's going on in it. Now, if our guests want to find you, how can they do this? Well, I have a Twitter account, histor- at HistoricGeek. Uh, you can always use that one if you got any questions about the game itself or just whatever. Uh, you can always use that to find me. That's easy. And then contact me through the forums. You know, I, I check the forums every day. I answer if there's any questions like that. Check the AIE forums. There's a lot of folks out there. Awesome. If you have a question or comment about our show, you can email us at podcast.aie-guild.org. You can... <clears throat> Listen to me cough and follow us on Twitter. The show is at AIE Podcast. I am at Aluda underscore AIE. Michaela is at Cyberwave and Ted Sunny is at Ivory Tiger. We record live with video every Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can join the chat room and play along with us on our website at theaiepodcast.com. Our theme was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at Keys with Soul or visit his website, keyswithsoul.com. And now it's time to play all of the great AIE member segments we received this week, including Ask Miss Mulgra, Epic Diapers, and Overly Dramatic News. Next week, we'll be talking to Link Theris. Oy, this is going to be a long show in the world of Warcraft. So until then, AIE... This is Makala. And this is Aludra. This is Tetsemi. And this has been the AIE Podcast. Gentlemen and ladies, ladies and gentlemen, direct your attention to AIE. Ow. Epic diapers. I'm a filthy casual player, yet I have 23 followers over I-Level 645, and the other two are at 630, and all 25 are epic. Yet I continually hear from players that are frustrated about their low chances at higher-level missions, such as the High Mall Raid for I-Level 655 gear, because of few followers they have at level 645, and the rest are barely off the mat from 600. Look, I log in only once or twice a day to do mission management, but aside from the add-ons of Garrison Manager and Master Plan as a great aid, I am obtaining virtually all of my follower enhancements from Big Crates of Salvage and the War Mill. If follower levels are important to you, you need to put in a Salvage Yard and War Mill and upgrade them to level 3. For every level 100 mission you complete, you get a Big Crate of Salvage. 
and the war mill processes garrison resources for metal scraps and follower enhancement items. In Patch 6.1, you will also be able to access a daily quest to trade in your Iron Horde scraps or the Alliance equivalent for follower equipment. I do raid normal level High Mall, yet I have some great gear for missions that I can easily complete due to my army of high-level epic followers. You can follow me on Twitter at Epic Diapers, or check out my blog at EpicDiapers.com. And remember, it's hard to balance the pew-pew with the poo-poo. Thrumka, and welcome to Ask Miss Malgra, your source on matters of etiquette in Azeroth. Today's question is... What is the most appropriate use for awesome fish caught in Draenor? Along with ambushing members of the Alliance, fishing is an important part of an active outdoor lifestyle. It is a sport that teaches you many new skills. How to equip a fishing pole, how to use a lure, how not to lose your hooked fish while you beat off an attack with a fishing pole... Nat Pegel has suggested that awesome fish are best used for dancing. Apparently, you can dance with some fellow named Monty who owns a large pet snake. Just start by slapping him in the face with your awesome fish. I know, this all sounds fishy to me. I am Miss Mogger, and that is my advice. Oh my gosh! Follow at Miss Malgra on Twitter or listen to previous episodes at MissMalgra.com. Thanks to Fremelda the Paladin from Dentarg for this week's question. Raiders have a ball finding rules loopholes. It's the Overly Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. The new Kargath Partisans, a highly successful Horde raid team, is no stranger to controversy. Just a month ago, Nitrog Thundertower charged that the team had used a borderline illegal attack formation to defeat him, sending three DPS on top of the cars to drop down behind his turret. Their notoriety goes back several years, when they were first charged with using videos taken by their overweight supervisor to prepare raid strategies. So few were surprised at the Partisans' latest stunt, where before facing Kargath Bladefist in the High Mall Coliseum, they turned down the supply of gas, thereby deflating the radius of the flame jets and increasing their freedom of movement. ODN attempted to interview Torin main tank Bull Bellow Chuckroast, but he simply glared at us and crushed a small animal skull into dust with his hands. We fared little better with their druid main healer, who turned into an apple tree and simply repeated, I am fruit, as a mocking way of saying no comment. But partisan mage Tomberay Swiftarm simply laughed that annoying blood elf laugh, accused the other teams of jealousy, and said they couldn't handle the pressure of raiding. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind.